here with Jamie Anderson, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. What a treat. So, Jamie, I mean, for people that don't follow you, I mean, tell us, how did you get into the sport? And, like, give us the time when you really, like, felt like you made it. Like, a a moment in time where you said, you know what, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this for a living. So, I have a pretty kind of crazy story. I'm one of eight kids. We grew up in South Lake Tahoe, so getting into snowboarding was extremely expensive and kind of came as a gift. We got some hand-me-downs. My two older sisters started before me, and I really always followed in their footsteps. And as soon as I was nine years old, I got my first setup, and like instantly, it was just my like freedom. I really loved it. Um, but probably a few years later, around 12, 13, when you really kind of, I think as a kid at that age, you're really like, you know your shit, you know what you want. And that's when I was like, I want to do this. I want to be a pro. I want to travel the world. Like snowboarding's my favorite thing ever. And I had like all those dreams and ambition and I just kind of ran with it. Ended up qualifying for X Games that year when I was 13, seventh grade. And yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Crazy. But yeah, I knew kind of right away. I remember having an intuitive feeling that like, gave me the goosebumps and just made me realize that, and I had no idea what it entailed at that time. It wasn't even an Olympic sport. I just wanted to like be a punk snowboarder, live in the mountains, um, enjoy that community atmosphere because it's truly so different than any other sport. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where it all kicked off the pure passion. How old were you when you won your first Olympic gold medal? So I didn't win my first Olympic gold medal till I was 23 um, because I, they didn't have it as a discipline. I won my first X Games medal when I was 17. I got a bronze when I was 15. I think, oh no, I was 16 when I won my first gold medal. And then like for the last, I have 15 Olympic medal or X Games medals, which is huge because that's kind of was the backbone of action sports and the Olympics kind of like cruised around and kind of like tried to get involved, but it was like really not connecting in the beginning. And a lot of core snowboarders didn't want to be controlled by FIS and they didn't want to take that road of like the control. So a lot of people boycotted the Olympics, people like Terry A. Hawkinson. So it was kind of, for me when I was younger, the Olympics weren't really, that big of a deal but then I'm 21 and they announce park and I've been like you know winning gold winning pretty much every event lots of events so it's kind of just like timing was perfect is there a competitor that you find is like your kind of call it your arch rival somebody that you know when you get there you know it's you and this other person somebody that stands out for you Oh my gosh, snowboarding has evolved, especially women's snowboarding has evolved miraculously in the last five to six years. When I was younger, coming up, I had a lot of role models I looked up to, Tara Dakitas, Jana Mayan, Barrett Christie, etc. And now that, that whole era has like shifted, and now I'm looking down at these insanely talented 15-year-old young girls that are just like on fire and learning so much things that I never thought were possible. Double corks, 1260s, triple corks. 
Um, so anyhow, in this newer era, I would say one of the main girls pushing is probably Anna Gasser. She's done a lot of the first double corks and she's such a badass, like in Grew up in Austria, didn't get into snowboarding until she was later, uh, later in life. And she just like shows that pure um, power. Like when you set your mind to something really like taking the steps to, yeah, get there. And then there's a couple really powerful young Japanese girls, uh, Leila, Kokomo and Miyabi. And they're all just like insane. It's like the sport right now is in a really cool place. Nice, nice. So how often, like when you were growing up, how often would you practice or be, you know, snowboarding like on a weekly basis? Oh, we, my parents chose to homeschool us because they really wanted us to be outside and like just practice life. Um, She knew we all needed fresh. My mom was super down to earth. My dad was a fireman. He loved skiing. So we had so much freedom as kids. Like from the time I was nine to 13, I rode every single day. And sometimes I'd take the, I'd almost always take the nine o'clock bus and come home at four and just spend the whole day shredding, listening to music, playing with all of our friends. A lot of uh, my sisters were on the snowboard team, like Sierra at Tahoe, uh, which was my first sponsor and really helped our family when It was pretty tough to have a big family and season passes and all of that. So, like, still to this day, I have so much appreciation to John Rice and, like, the whole Sierra Tahoe family. They were pretty much our playground. Definitely logged that 10,000 hours probably in a couple years of ripping. Do you have anything coming up that, like, people should look, look out for, watch out for, something in the next six months to a year that's exciting and happening for you? Yes, I'm working on a new snowboard project, which is very exciting. It's been a long time coming, and it's called Unconditional. And it's about my love for snowboarding and all different walks of snowboarding. There's going to be a lot of backcountry. We got to do a trip to Japan earlier this year. I'm hoping to get out to Alaska. We'll be in California and British Columbia. So I'm just trying to create, yeah, a passionate project showcasing like the top top level of snowboarding and where would people find out about this um snowboarder magazine is our partner and they'll be um promoting it on instagram uh website etc nice nice so um i see that you're sponsored by monster is that like your exclusive sponsor can you give us some details on that um, I'm yeah, I've been partnered with Monster for gosh, almost 10 years. They've really helped make this dream possible. Um, they're yeah, one of the main sponsors of X Games, which is happening next week in Aspen. That'll be all over ESPN, really fun and um, something to watch. I was future tripping a little bit on the project, but yeah, Monster Oakley, GNU Snowboards. I partnered with Audi recently. The- GoPro. Yeah, I feel really fortunate. With You're not playing games, eh? Not- like, you know, I'm hustling <laughs> out here, no. But yeah, it's been fun. Comcast is um, also like helping do some stuff maybe with the film. Just, yeah, it's been a fun year. Tell us a little bit about your charity and what that's all about. Yeah, so since growing up in that really 
beautiful, different way. I wanted to find a way to give back to kids in need. So I created the Jamie Anderson Foundation to help give back to those in need and help kids follow their dreams and live a healthy, active lifestyle because I know how important it is to really yeah, get out and not necessarily snowboarding, but anything that brings you that joy and can help be an outlet. Because yeah, I know mental health and a lot of things are crazy and I want to find alternative ways to help. I uh, have a lot of stuff on my website. You can donate and I can send posters and motivational cards to kids or family and yeah, just trying to pay it forward. I want to spread the love that I've been very blessed with. Why don't you, for people who don't know, why don't you just plug your website? Tell us what it is. Yeah, my website's jamieandersonsnow.com and you can find out all the details we talked about today. Um, essential oils, natural remedies, partners, and the charity and different uh, things I'll be doing in the future. Nice. Is there is there something that you do like that's special to you to perform at a high level? Like when you're going up to the slope or you've got a big, it's the X Games or you're going, you know, to the Olympics, what do you do to perform? Mm, everything is like, I think for sure a mental game. Like I think having a powerful mind is the most important thing I can do. And things that help me get there is doing the work, taking the time. It's not always like this. So when I'm having my moments and things are crazy, like grounding down, taking time, I think gratitude is huge and it humbles me on the daily. Um, being around friends and family, yoga, meditation, I love my doTERRA essential oils to really like ground yourself. Uh, in Japan and also here in Colorado, there's tons of natural hot springs. And when I can take the time to do all the things that make me feel grounded and connected, that's when I think I can go kick ass and like come into an event feeling like really fulfilled and powerful versus yeah, being depleted. And food is like, yeah, a big play. Right now I'm in a hotel, so it's really difficult. But we try to like keep it real as much as we can. And yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Questions for myself or for Nutribolics? I'm so inspired with your story. Sorry we're talking about me so much, but I read about you and I think that's really badass with everything you're doing. And yeah, how did you do it? What was your motivation? Um, well, the truth is, is that I was 20 years old. I was living at my parents' house. I was working um, retail. I was making about 12 bucks an hour. I was living with this girl at the time, and she wanted me to move out. And she's like, you know, we got to move out of your parents' house. Like, And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm only making 12 bucks an hour, and you don't have a job, right? And she's like really pushing me. And then one one day, she's like, well, if we don't move out by the end of the week, I'm leaving you, Right. And I'm like, well, why wait until the end of the week, right? And then she just gets pissed right off, right? <laughs> and then she starts throwing things and saying, like, you're never going to be anything. You're always going to be making 12 bucks an hour. Nobody cares. You're the, a great salesman. So then that day I decided, you know what? I, I called up my best friend in Toronto. I said, you know what? I'm coming to see you. He's like, why are you coming? Because I'm living in Vancouver. I'm like, I'll tell you when I get there because I'm not going to tell him I'm broke, right? I'm not going to tell him over the phone we're going to start this supplement company. He's going to be like, hang up on me probably, right? So I show up. Five days I'm there and I'm begging him to start this supplement company, leave university and come live in my parents' games room, right? Like the first five times he's laughing. He thinks I'm joking. He's telling me to get back on the plane, right? 
And then after five days of him saying, no, I'm not doing this, I finally convinced him. We got back on the plane and we just went out there and made it happen, run and gun, like 13 hours a day, you know, grinding, calling, you know, like, like I'm the type of guy where you could say no to me like five times and it doesn't even flinch. Like I don't even flinch. Like I'll just come back the next day. I'll call your sister. I'll call your dog. I'll call your mom. Like until you say yes, like we're very persistent, you know, and we're providing great products. So, I mean, you know, I'm very grateful that we made it because, you know, there was a lot of like first, like when you're starting off and you're 20 years old, you can't even afford color ink, you know, like my 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 mom's like oh yeah we should print these uh flyers in color ink i'm like we can't afford color ink we're just gonna use black and white like like people don't even know so real nowadays like when these sales guys come to me and they say to me like oh i can't sell this i'm like really like i'm like no you have all this marketing ability behind you like this is like i'm 20 years old i don't even have a car like i'm taking the bus sometimes to sell these products like you know, like, don't tell me you can't sell these products, you know? So yeah, we, we did it. We just did it with passion, uh, persistence and just like, you know, that, that belief, you know, like I, I just believed it was going to happen. Like there was no, like I cut my ships, you know, and, and there was no retreat. There was no surrender. There was no like plan B. It was like, we're all in. Like I just flew my best friend from Toronto, dropped out of university. He's living in my parents' house. Like, I'm like, we're doing this. Like, so I had to basically, you know, lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and then we're still here 17 years later. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's really inspiring. I didn't really know the whole story and that's very gangster. (laughs) Big going, right? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have my family or this shabam because I love it. That's what it's all about. Patience and persistence and like, seeing the end goal, no matter what, no bullshit in the way. No, no. You know, and um, it's definitely inspiring to hear your story. Honestly, really blessed to have met you and have this uh, podcast with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, we wish you the best. Much love. Yes. (laughs)